Once upon a time, there was a young woman named Elise who wanted to see the entire world and all the stories within it. One day, she met a white rabbit who asked her to come along for a journey of discovery. Welcome to Elise in Wonderland. Welcome to another Sunday morning on Elise in Wonderland. How are you guys doing? And hopefully you guys are having a lovely day, even though it's a little gross and rainy outside. Um, welcome to our show this Sunday. I want to introduce our topic, which is South Korea. And we're very excited to have two special guests with us this morning to talk about their experiences from the Canadian side and from the uh, native to South Korea side. So our two guests are... Taya Laidman and Mina Kim. Welcome, everyone. Yay! Hi. Hi. Hi, everyone. <laughs> um, so we want to talk a little bit about how our week was and introduce a little bit of music before we dig into our main topic today. So uh, this week we had some amazing things happening at our college for our mm. Halloween events. Uh, we invited the Hamilton Burlington SPCA to come down and do a trick-or-treat tour of the campus. Mm -hmm. um, and everybody came out and was dressed up. So, Jen, you had a pretty nice costume on. Yeah, it was the same um, costume as a rabbit you know, when I was in Wonderland. Without uh, bunny ears because that's too curly. It was pink. <laughs> but the fuzzy bow yeah. and, the, and the tail and was the tail not curly. was broken, but yes. What about you, Elisa? What were you? I dressed up as a pirate because it was easy to just put a hat and mustache on. <laughs> um, what about you guys? Um, I actually have a young son, so we went out trick-or-treating for the first time where he was actually able to get the concept of it. He, After house number two, he's like, oh, I understand this racket. I go to houses and get free candy. This is great. Uh, so I went as Zorro, um, and he went as a firefighter. Aw, so cute. I got to meet him this morning. He's adorable. Mm. Uh, you, Mina, did you have any plans for Halloween this week? Oh, yeah, I had a great... Halloween last week with adorable dogs and skinny yeah. pigs and mohawk and <laughs> it was just so much fun yeah because when I was in Korea we didn't celebrate Halloween that much but nowadays young people celebrate Halloween for fun and I think it's going to be a big event yeah. yeah. Nice. I ha I actually um while we were walking around with all the little dogs and skinny mm. pigs <laughs> Skinny pigs are amazing, by the way. So many people walked up and were like, what are those things? But we had a few international students come and, mm -hmm. and video it and say, this is my first Halloween in the country. You know, what should I do tonight? Where should I go with my friends? So it was really exciting to see some people come out and, and be really curious about what, what the heck is Halloween in Canada. <laughs> and... Um, as you guys know, if you are just waking up and rubbing the sleep out of your eyes, we had daylight savings end. Mm. Um, so, Jen, tell us a little bit about all of the research that you've done here <laughs> on daylight savings. In 10 minutes. So, I mean, basically, <laughs> you have to put your clocks back an hour. Mm -hmm. So, if you see your clocks at 10 a.m. now, it's wrong. It should be 9 or 7, 9 or 8. 
So make sure you do it. If your cell phone, computers, it should be uh, changed automatically, so don't worry about those things. <laughs> um, interestingly, it's not happening in a lot of countries, only 76 countries in the world using this. Um, and recently, Haiti and Haiti is uh, starting new, um, this system. Uh, also, Turkey and Mongolia, they just stopped using it because it's very controversial issue, really? right? Um, also, Saskatchewan doesn't use it. Really? Canada, Saskatchewan so. does it? Right. Wow. So, so if you have a friend in Saskatchewan, make sure. They know. just live in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Okay. So uh, glad to hear about everyone's week and hope everyone listening had a nice time um, over the Halloween week. So we are going to introduce our first piece of music. And with our show being all about South Korea, of course, we have to have some South Korean music featured on our show. So actually, this is one of Mina's favorite artists, G-Dragon. Yes. I remember you were <laughs> obsessing about going to his concert. Right. Can you tell us a little bit about why you love G-Dragon and a little bit about the song we're going to play? All right. Yeah, actually, there are so many reasons why I like G-Dragon. Yeah, his Korean <laughs> name is Kwon Ji Yong and he's well known by his stage name as Ji Dragon. Mm -hmm. He is a South Korea rapper, singer-songwriter, record producer, and he's a fashion icon. And also he's, he's a, a real leader. cutie for sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also he's a leader of Big Bang, which is one of the hardest mm -hmm. K-pop Group. Big Bang, yeah. Yes. Even I've heard of Big Bang. Right. <laughs> and he, I think he's so talented because he wrote and composed, produced his own music. That's why I can see him as a musician mm -hmm. and an artist. That's why I respect him and more than just other idols. Mm -hmm. He's multi-talented. Right. Mm -hmm. And... Recently, he just ended up his second world tour last month, mm. and I went to his concert <laughs> in Toronto. The live show? How was it? Oh my God, that was amazing. He visited more than 36 cities across wow. Asia, North America, Europe, and the concert was the largest tour mm. by a Korean artist in USA and Europe, and also the concert was largest tour ever conducted by Korean solo artist. Mm -hmm. So I'm so happy and I'm so proud of him. Nice. <laughs> That's great. Thank you. What a wonderful introduction. So uh, we are going to queue up the song Untitled 2014 by G-Dragon. Mina's pumping her fist. <laughs> Please enjoy. Hello, welcome back, everyone. That was a lovely ballad by G-Dragon. Thank you, Mina. We were all talking about, you know, if you don't speak Korean, how, you know, what is this song about? She's like, I think you can feel it. <laughs> it's a sad, it's a love song. Yeah. <laughs> Taya said, it's gonna, it's about something good that's not going to get better. <laughs> <laughs> so that was her interpretation. That was lovely. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. What a great Very suggestion. Nice. Yeah. So hopefully you guys all enjoyed a little taste of some Korean music. So welcome back to Elise in Wonderland on 101.5 The Hawk. And we're going to dig into our main topic, which is South Korea. And I will do a formal introduction of our guests now. Uh, Mina and Taya, tell us a little bit about yourselves, guys. Tell us what you do at the college and, uh, and why you're here today to talk about South Korea. Who wants to start? Taya. 
Yeah, um, so I'm part of the international group here at Mohawk, um, working with uh, pretty much all of our students from around the world. Um, and I feel really privileged. I'm new to Mohawk. I've only been here since June. Um, and it's been a really exciting opportunity. Um, I'm used to traveling all over the world for previous experiences. Been to 37 countries. Korea Amazing. was my first new country in a while, so it was really exciting for me to do that too. Um, and it was great to go with uh, Mina. It was good to have some local, <laughs> local experience to help out as well. Mm -hmm. What about you, Mina? Tell us about yourself. Yeah. Hello, everyone again. Yeah, I'm Mina, and I'm responsible for working with Korean students and their parents to promote Mohawk College in South Korea as well as welcoming and on assisting our international students at the International Square and Mohawk College. And also, I'm a proud of Mohawk graduate from Business Marketing Program mm -hmm. in 2016. So I always sharing, I always enjoy sharing my experience and supporting our students to reach their goals and achieve a successful career in Canada. Mm -hmm. So You're a living, breathing example of <laughs> coming to Canada, I starting so. your <laughs> career over here, and now working here with us. That's amazing. Yeah. So you guys recently went on a recruiting trip in South Korea. Can you tell me a little bit about, um, you know, when did you go? What was the purpose of the trip? And uh, a little bit about, I know there was some contention going on mm -hmm. at the time that you were planning on going with some stuff going on with North Korea. So tell us a little bit about the vibe that was happening then. <laughs> yeah, so um, Mina and I went to Korea for, between the two of us, we were there for about three weeks. I joined her after her first week there. Uh, <laughs> and the whole purpose of the trip is, as Mina said, um, we're really trying to uh, encourage Korean students to come not only to Canada, uh, but to come to Mohawk and benefit from all the different programs that we have, the English language programs, and some of the unique things that are of interest to Korean students. Um, and part of what we do in recruiting is try to diversify the amount of international students that we have here at the college. Mm -hmm. uh, and Korea is, is definitely a place that we're focusing our attentions on and want to bring the Mohawk brand uh, a little bit more. So we went uh, three weeks and we did a whirlwind tour, <laughs> uh, four cities in, yeah, four cities? Right. Yeah, four mm -hmm. cities in three weeks. Um, we started in Seoul, yes. and then we went to Busan. Right. And then <laughs> Daegu. And Jeonju. Um, so Jeonju was new, actually, for us. Mohawk had never been mm. um, to Jeonju before. Mm. We have a pretty well-known presence in Seoul and Busan. Um, so the other two were kind of a new, new opportunity for us to explore and get to put the Mohawk name out there uh, mm -hmm. for students from those cities. Nice. Yeah, it was actually a very intensive trip, but I believe it went very well. And... Yeah, we attended four different education fairs mm. in yeah, four different cities to increase our Korean students' enrollment and develop the relationship with our agent to provide more effective services. So I think overall, yeah. it was very successful trip. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was very successful. I think at first you kind of mentioned something mm -hmm. about North Korea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
Just slip that in there. Just yeah. slip that in there, yeah. We <laughs> went at the beginning of September, mm-hmm. um, so there was a little bit of tension going on in, in, in the area, and I think um, a lot of us here in Canada and North America in particular um, kind of have this misconception mm-hmm. almost of what life is like on the Korean Peninsula, mm. especially with all the rhetoric that's been going on recently about North Korea, especially at that time. Yeah. So everybody was a little bit concerned about right. us going. Um, Mina was totally cool with it. She's like, it's fine. And I was yeah, like, oh, don't I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's something that you guys, in preparation for the show, we were talking a little bit about too. You know, you can't live your life in fear. And if there are multiple threats happening all the time, it's something that you you don't start to believe in after a certain point in time. So as an outsider, it's kind of like, "Eh, I don't know. But that gives me comfort that Mina was, you know, (laughs) so happy to go. And and there didn't seem to be any issues. No. Yeah, you're right. Like when when we got there or when I got there, I should say, because Mina was there for the week before, um, I've having traveled so much, I kind of thought I knew what I was getting myself into. Mm -hmm. And it's true. Like you... It was business as usual. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Nothing out of sorts. Uh, really, like Seoul was where we were first. Um, really amazing, amazing city. Um, and everybody was just going about their normal lives, which personally I really appreciated. And yeah, I thought that was yeah. such a positive thing to see. Um, and it made me realize that we have to do more on our end back here in Canada and North America to mm-hmm. educate ourselves a little bit more on Definitely. world issues and making sure we're aware of actual realities rather than just choosing Mm -hmm. to pick and choose the type of information that we receive. That's really interesting. I'm so glad to hear that, Thea, yeah, because I was a little bit worried, but I tried to be cool. (laughs) (laughs) Now we we learn. The truth truth comes out now. Thanks. (laughs) And also for Thea, this trip was the first time to visit South Korea, but I'm so glad you enjoyed your time Mm -hmm. in South Korea. Mm -hmm. So hopefully... Yeah, we want to visit there again. (laughs) (laughs) It does sound like you guys had a whirlwind tour. Mm -hmm. Three weeks sounds like a long time, but when you're working and trying to fit in everything you want to see and do, that's a lot. You probably didn't sleep a lot. Um, (laughs) So you you mentioned, you know, you're going over to South Korea to start promoting our brand. And there's obviously Mm -hmm. um, certain things that uh, people there may be interested in or intrigued by Canada that you you know are selling points to coming here and pursuing an education here. What are what are some things that you find Koreans love about Canada or interested in when you're talking about you know the possibility of having an education in Canada? <laughs> yeah, actually there are so many good reasons why international students, especially Korean students, have chosen Canada for their uh, study abroad experiences. First of all, I think Canada has really high quality education mm-hmm. with affordable cost because Canadian college and university diplomats are recognized around the world. And also uh, a safety, safe community, that's the other one good reason for Korean students because Canada is a friendly and safe country Mm. with a high standard of living. So many students are considering Canada as their preferred destination. Mm. That's great. (laughs) What about there? I also think the 
uh, diversity that exists oh, yeah. within Canada, mm -hmm. our multicultural um, attitude and our positivity towards being multicultural. Um, from an outsider's perspective, I think that also helps a lot mm -hmm. in reassuring somebody who's going to move their entire life halfway around mm -hmm. the world that they'll be welcomed here, that they'll have support here in a community that's really engaged with them and interested in having, um, having these experiences uh, as well. And also there's one more thing. The Canadian government offers a work program mm -hmm. to students who have obtained their diploma from post-secondary program. So this is an excellent way to continue to live in Canada while uh, developing their professional skills mm -hmm. in Canada. So. Just to uh, give you an example, so if you go to the United States and if you graduate from university or college, they give you three months to find a job and sponsor you for the work permit. If you don't, then you have to get out. In Canada, if you study two years or more in Canada, university or college, you get three years open work permit, right. which means you don't have to work, you can just enjoy your life. Yeah, that, <laughs> can go that's a great selling anytime. feature. Yes. It's yeah. so, so more flexibility, more mm -hmm. freedom. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. So. Um, Taya, I'm interested about what your expectations were of South Korea mm -hmm. and um, what the reality was when you got there. Are there big differences that stand out? Um, I would, yeah, I had some things in my brain about what uh, South Korea was going to look like uh, or the experience. Definitely food. I was really, really looking forward to trying some real authentic Korean mm -hmm. food and it did not disappoint so mm -hmm. maybe we'll talk about that later. We'll dig into that. We have a whole other section <laughs> devoted to food. Yes. It warrants its own discussion <laughs> for sure. Um, but I kind of, um, I thought, um, I knew Korea and having been to other Asian countries, mm -hmm. I had felt that maybe Korea wasn't as um, commerce driven or wasn't as large population in terms of its infrastructure and as modern mm -hmm. as it actually was. So I was kind of um, surprised when I was in Seoul in particular. Um, I mean, I knew the population, but you can't even conceptualize how many mm -hmm. people that actually is. Largest city, you third largest city in the world. Yeah, yeah. like it's just, it's overwhelming at times. Yeah. But um, the, the, modern, um, the modern nature, all of the cool technological things that are going on mm -hmm. um, in Seoul in particular, it was, um, it was really cool. It was a really great city um, to visit. Mm -hmm. Um, for me as well, the fashion. No idea how absolutely trendy um, everybody was. I'm walking down the streets here and I'm looking at what I'm wearing and I'm like, oh my gosh, okay. <laughs> Gotta step like, up your game here. <laughs> exactly. Like everybody, not just like, not just women, but like everybody Students. from like toddlers all the way up to like, you know, people, your grandparents possibly. They're super fashionable and really trendy. Yeah, the kids. It was amazing. Like every store you walked by is like, oh, I want that and I want that. Um, but it was uh, it was a really great experience. And um, then traveling down to the other three cities that we visited as well, mm. um, quite different. Mm. Each one of them, of the four cities we went to, there were um, they were all so different and had their own little unique culture and dialect as well. Oh, yeah. There was, um, even after only four days in Seoul, um, going down to Busan on the coast, 
different different in mm-hmm. in dialect and speaking tone mm-hmm. you could recognize it right away mm-hmm. uh, and then certainly as you went to the other places as well so it was great for um, such a large small geographical size and country but large country in terms of population mm-hmm. and experiences and culture mm-hmm. um, yeah it was it was really great I'm really pleased that I was able to go and I would mm-hmm. I'm actually really hoping I can go back again soon and spend more time actually exploring um, the cities and the culture a little bit more. That's great. And Mina, on the flip side, what are some changes you've noticed since moving back to Canada and then coming back to South Korea? Was there anything that you're like, oh, that's different. <laughs> well, <laughs> everything has been changing and developing so quickly in sure. South Korea. Yeah, of course. But I have noticed one big change regarding the address system in Korea since moving back to Canada. Yeah, after change the address system, I think there are still a lot of people who are confused and struggled because of the new address system these days. So Thea and I, whenever we took a cab, I had to explain the new current address. So and the address system, you mean, in, in you were talking about GPS, yeah. we will now use a new set of addresses, whereas so, there's an outdated older set of addresses that right. some people also go by. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's why confusing. I had to explain the new address and old address together, otherwise <laughs> GPS cannot find the location mm. or they drove us totally different long places. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. That's a big change. I think the funny thing, though, was it wasn't new. It's been a few years now that the addresses for housing, businesses, everything have been changed, Mm -hmm. but it hasn't been changed so dramatically that the numbers don't exist. It's just moved either across the city or three blocks down or around, so you could end up, you know, only five minutes from where you wanted to go, or you could end up completely opposite end of town. (laughs) So a travel tip, Mm. know the current and old old address if you're trying to get into uh, a cab. Give an idea. So the new address system is just like Canadians, street number, street name. I see. So the format has changed. Right. Old one was, uh, whereas it's more specific section of the city. Mm-hmm. Um, like we say Hamilton, but there's a Hamilton Mountain downtown. It's not official okay. address, but we use it as official They're address. Like local, colloquial sayings right. that you say so it's about not, it. Yeah. Well, so there's a pros and cons, but it was working for Korean because we our cities are really um, condensed. And a lot of apartments are there. So if you know the section, you basically can find um, the apartment by units mm-hmm. with the section. But now they change, and I mean, some big apartments side there is a street between the apartments. So I'm not sure they have to name it or not. <laughs> a lot of confusing. <laughs> mm. Okay, awesome. Well, we are going to transition now into our next song, and um, you know, we we did a lot of research and discussion around. K-pop, of course, <laughs> Korean pop, popular music. Okay. And of course, in the West, when you say K-pop, everyone thinks of Psy, 
Gangnam Style. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, we are not going to play that song, <laughs> but I wanted to do a little bit. <laughs> Mina said thank you very much. So I wanted to do a bit of an introduction to what, what K-pop is and and how Psy has influenced you know bringing Korean popular culture to the West and and seeing the explosion happen all over the world is has been a really interesting thing. So something called the Korean Wave, which is Hallyu. Am I pronouncing it right? Yeah. So this is, Hallyu is the increase in global popularity of South Korean culture. And this is something, a phenomenon that's happened since the 90s. Things like K-dramas um, or K-pop are some examples of Hallyu. So Psy's music video, Gangnam Style, brought this phenomenon to a global audience when it exceeded 1 billion views on December 21st, 2012. 2012, it really seems like it was just yesterday. Mm-hmm. But uh, that was just overshadowed by Despacito. Sorry, Sai. <laughs> but until he comes out with another hit, um, that was that was a huge, huge change and influence mm-hmm. in the Western world, understanding, you know, oh, Korean popular music and culture is a, is a thing within itself and is something that we're interested in, too. A bunch of celebrities jumped on board and... Uh, it, brought light to what's going on mm. in South Korea. Well, it's five years ago, but I'm sure a lot of people remember the move of the two hands. The horse dance. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you guys were saying, too, when you visited, there were big statues and big wallpaper of Psy in your, in your hotel room. <laughs> yeah, it was really funny because we stayed in Gagnum in <laughs> Seoul. So, of course, uh, definitely some Gagnum style happening there. But uh, because of the influence of Psy, as you said, and that particular song that yeah. went around the world, They've definitely um, used it as a promotional opportunity for the for the district. So there were statues, and the music was playing constantly in public spaces outside of shopping malls. Um, in my hotel room, actually, um, I had a floor to ceiling um, mural of Psy. It was most what a beautiful thing to fall asleep to. <laughs> I was like, how am I supposed to fall asleep with this thing looking at me? But it was uh, it was very cool and very interesting to to be there and see just how proud as well yeah. of yeah. how uh, that song kind of went mm, around the world course. and it introduced K-pop to the world. So, for the benefit of our listeners, yeah, Gangnam is a region in Seoul. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. And so, what is Gangnam style? Is it like Gangnam is a pretty um, wealthy area? I would say so. Gangnam style is is what? I think it's just representing the the, the core of South Korea, Seoul. Uh-huh. So more money's coming, more shops and trendies are going there. Uh-huh. So it means he's the. But he's the best guy in the Korea. Okay, That's got what it. he's presenting, I think. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so we have actually chosen another um, song by Sai called Heaven. And Jin, why did you choose this song to represent, to talk about Sai? Right, so, um, so Sai was actually the amazing um, artist in any kind of songs. And it's, it's fortunate, but it's also unfortunate that he's as popular with the Gangnam style because it's just one part of his. His major, yeah. yeah, but he's amazing singer in ballads, mm-hmm. and I picked this to surprise you to change his image. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, that's good. He's <laughs> yeah, a multi um, multi type of singers. Amazing. Okay, so we're gonna queue up um, "Heaven" by Psy. Thanks, and welcome back to Lisa in Wonderland on 101.5 The Hawk. I hopefully you guys enjoyed that other side of Psy. That was really nice. <laughs> 
Um, so we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, your experience in South Korea and some things that stood out to you um, as new things and, and unique to South Korea things. So um, the first thing I want to talk about is your, your experience on the subway. <laughs> Taya told us that she... Uh, wanted to ride the subway. This is something that you want to do in every city, and and in Korea, um, there's no exception. So you chose to ride on a Friday at rush hour. How was that? <laughs> uh, it was quite the experience. Um, yeah, as you said, you you'd always it's always nice to ride the subway because it's mm. a good way to meet people and get a gist of the city and get the feel of how things are going. Um, I don't know if Mina was particularly keen on doing it with me, so especially <laughs> on a Friday night after uh, rush hour, going to Uh, Myeongdong, which is a very popular area in Seoul. Uh, so the term uh, sardines in a can um, kind of <laughs> comes to mind. Um, honestly, you had n no space. There was so many people, but it was mm. completely organized. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. It, you know, nobody, you, you pushed, but you didn't, weren't pushing, right? Mm -hmm. You were politely, you were politely renegotiating space. <laughs> <laughs> You're, you became quite close with the person beside you, uh, nose to nose, quite often. Often, um, got to meet lots of new people, lots of new friends, <laughs> and just when you thought there couldn't possibly be any more people that could fit on this subway car, mm. lo and behold, 35 more people would mm. walk onto the subway, and yet there was still space. <laughs> um, and we heard in the morning, Mina was telling me, in the mornings, uh, we didn't see any this e in the evening, but in the morning, mm. there's people pushers. So... Um, Hired by the, hired by yeah, the train, the company, train yeah. company to stuff people <laughs> into the subway cars. But it was impressive. And, of course, the subway system, um, Toronto's got nothing mm -hmm. on, on Korea. Um, you can get everywhere you want to go. Uh, on the subway and mm -hmm. yeah it's definitely a great way to to get around it's a fun experience um everything was translated as well so if you're not speaking korean you can still easily find your way mm -hmm. around the subway mm -hmm. station so for any travelers it's, it's a good it's mm -hmm. a good way yeah I've, when i visited i found it was very easy mm -hmm. to find my way around you can go anywhere yeah <laughs> That's wonderful. And Mina, you have a fashion background. Oh, yes. <laughs> Anyone who knows Mina knows. You're not wearing the same outfit twice. You're always very yes. fashionable and lovely, even this morning, for those of you who oh, can't see you. her. <laughs> very beautiful. I and like I have to be hiding I know. myself from Korea. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I don't want to be standing next to you. Yeah. But uh, cosmetic, the cosmetic industry is a huge thing in South Korea. Even And for men, I, I've read, is... Uh, one of the highest consumers um, around the world for male cosmetics. So tell me a little bit about the cosmetic scene in South Korea. Oh, yeah. Um, actually, yeah, this day I have met so many people who really love K-pop and Korean style clothing mm -hmm. and Korean cosmetic. So I'm mm. so happy to see the changes. Yeah, because Korea has... I think Seoul is the new rising global hub for beauty and fashion trends now, right now. So when you go to Korea, there are so many places for shopping. Mm -hmm. So actually, it's really <laughs> hard to choose where you, sh you yeah. need to go to buy something. But I don't <laughs> know, Thea, do you find something? I interesting 
about Korean fashion and makeup and cosmetics? Yeah, from the fashion side of things, for sure. Um, as I said before, it's exceptionally trendy, at least in Seoul, for sure. Um, so it's kind of overwhelming in a lot of ways because you are you think you have to up your game a little bit. <laughs> um, and the cosmetic side of things, you're right. There's so many different cosmetic stores. Um, uh, skincare in particular, not just we're not just talking makeup, but like skincare and taking care of your yourself and eating healthy and providing like, you know, clean products for your face and everything um yeah a lot yeah. It, it seems to be a focus right. <laughs> and there's a lot of people come to seoul to buy a uh, cosmetic and makeup because yeah korean makeup is really awesome with good price yeah, and high quality <laughs> <laughs> so you have to yeah choose your favorite one <laughs> and usually when I go to Korea, I buy lots of cosmetic and mask pack for mm -hmm. my friends. Mm -hmm. and to, I know. I've received yeah. some of your lovely gifts as well. So we said we were going to talk about food. We always need to talk about food. Tell us about what you guys ate and what you drank and what you did while you were there. So... <laughs> Again, being there for three weeks on business, we didn't really have a lot of time to do uh, things that we would have done normally. Mm -hmm. But Mina was great, and she created me a whole uh, list of all the food that I needed to try <laughs> while we were there. So every time we had to go grab a quick bite to eat, we went and looked at this list, and we tried to check off as many as we could in the short amount of time that we were there. Um, all of it was amazing. Mm -hmm. um, I think my personal favorite, we went and had Korean barbecue several times, um, but the Busan-style Korean barbecue from Busan mm -hmm. was stellar. Um, I ne We didn't have a bad meal at all. What's but different about it? When, you know, you go to a chain here. What did you find was, like, amazing about Korean barbecue there? I th a little bit of the experience, mm -hmm. of course. Um, the environment that you're you're in, it's not uh, was not very touristy at all. So yeah, you're yeah, eating yeah. with locals, which is great. Mm -hmm. But the flavors, it's mm -hmm. just it's richer. Um, and I don't know how to describe accurately the difference between mm -hmm. Busan Korean barbecue versus regular mm -hmm. Korean barbecue. I just know it tasted awesome. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, I'm so glad because I try to introduce Korean food as much as I can to Taya and yeah, I'm so glad. <laughs> yeah, I really like that. <laughs> so make sure our boss is not listening to this because then he might ask you, what was your purpose of the trip? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, we were working. <laughs> <laughs> they were working, yes. Yeah. So um, the way that you order food in restaurants in Korea is a little different than you would in the Western mm. world. Tell us about that. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so... You you order your food, but there's a little button at your table as well like in most places, <laughs> like a doorbell exactly, <laughs> um, that uh, allows you to call back your server whenever you mm. want them, and usually that's quite frequently. <laughs> um, and you pay for your um, you get your bill and everything right 
right away when you order. So it's really great because then you don't have to wait around either afterwards. Yeah, so it eliminates that. all the awkward, are you really done? Or are yeah, you and if you want, anything? exactly. And if you want more food, you just press the button and they come back with more food and a new bill. Uh, so it makes your end of evening or end of meal time mm-hmm. um, a lot easier, I think. Uh, it was pretty cool. So it doesn't make a sound of the restaurant. It just makes a sound in the kitchen. So we don't mm-hmm. hear, but we know the purple comes. Mm-hmm. It's just like airplane. You call, uh, call them, the but you don't hear anything, yeah. right? Uh, do you guys miss that, uh, Jin and Mina? Do you do you miss that? Having sometimes. Here? <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> um, what about? There's a lot of customs around eating, and certain rules and regulations um, and formalities that you need to abide by when you're eating around a table of people. Uh, for those listening, for their benefit, can you tell us a little bit about? You know, what's the most polite way? To serve someone that you're that you're sitting with, or what are some of the kind of polite rules? So um, you follow. I I can say they are super polite, mm-hmm. good for customers, but not good for workers. Sometimes, I mean, you the one thing I realize when you go to a restaurant, some restaurant, some expensive restaurant, they will um, they will sit down, mm-hmm. not sit down, but they will kind of lower their eyes to match your heights um, to serve you Mm. to listen to you kind Um, also but it's an issue some people are some people think they are over um, over applied so they order more things that they suppose they shouldn't order that happens in Canada too (laughs) (laughs) and what about um, you know there are things like you can't you can't pour your own drink for example I know when Mm. I when I visited my brother slapped my hand out of the way. It's like, no, no, no. Um, what? Uh, yeah, Korea is a drinking culture. We drink a lot with our meals almost every day. And then our national booze is soju. So when you drink soju, you cannot pour your glass. Mm. I don't know why, but... It's our etiquette. So you have so to wait for someone else to pour for you, and you need to right. pour for other mm-hmm. people. It's kind of nice. Um, and what about, I have a note here, but introduce bibimbap as the best Korean food. <laughs> I think that's a really good introduction yeah. for... Um, Introductory food. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So if you've never had Korean food before, you want to try some, I think it's a really good starting point because mm. um, it's got a little bit of everything in it. You can kind of customize it to yourself. You can eat it hot. You can eat it cold. Mm. I like, personally, I like the hot, I like the hot pot version mm. of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can have it's rice and veggies. You can put meat. There's egg sprouts. So uh, it's a good way. You can do spicy, non-spicy. So it's a, as I said, it's a good introduction um, mm. for those of you who may not have had Korean food before and you want to try it out. Um, and it's readily available. And it's always mm. delicious. Healthy too. And healthy. Mm. Amazing. Um, what about uh, the international population is one thing that is a big difference, too. In Canada, there's 20% international population. Mm. And in Korea, it's only 2.8%. Did you guys notice a big difference? A lot of black hairs only. Well, they can... <laughs> black hairs only. <laughs> they can die. <laughs> yeah, I guess, um, personally, I, I don't know. I didn't really see a huge amount of diversity, but I don't mm-hmm. think, for me, that was shocking. I kind of... Sure. I, I thought that would kind of be the case. Mm-hmm. Um, but in a certain areas, um, and Seoul as well, um, there's a lot of ex 
uh, expats, I guess, from other nations mm-hmm. that are there teaching English for people from North America, the UK, Australia, mm-hmm. New Zealand is is a big is a big thing as well. So some of the cities we went to, um, when you're closer to those areas, you can see um, non Koreans, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not surprised by that stat- statistic, even though I was only there for three weeks. But mm. yeah, there's also um, some interesting beliefs that we don't hold in the West uh, that are just different around blood type oh. and and your future, almost like a horoscope. <laughs> so, Mina, tell me a little bit about what how what is this blood type phenomenon, and and what do people believe? Um. Yeah, Koreans tend to stereotype individual personalities uh-huh. through their blood type or horoscope or Chinese 12 character. Mm. I so see. So I, a certain blood type means you are, have a certain kind of disposition or certain personality. Yes. For example, blood type A <laughs> and B, mm. O. Mm-hmm. And AB depends on their their blood type. Mm-hmm. We believe they have different personalities. Mm. So people try to find out <laughs> what is their blood type. Right. <laughs> or maybe if there's like a suitor yeah. looking to hang out with them, you know, mm-hmm. what's their blood type? Yeah, it's for fun. It's for fun. I, let, I don't. I don't know my own blood type actually, so it's something interesting to me to say, you know, to to hear that. And then there are also horoscopes and your fortune based on the year you were born. Mm-hmm. So, depending on the year you were born, you're it's also tied to the Chinese zodiac. Is yeah, I think it's by lunar calendar. Mm-hmm. So Jean and I have same character mm-hmm. as dragon. Mm-hmm. You're both dragons. Yes. <laughs> so, what does being a dragon mean? <laughs> What's the stereotype? Um, I, dragon. <laughs> I don't. I don't think there's a characteristic. But no. every twelve years, you get your ears back. Um, so it's, it's it means like your you know good mood or good luck in this mm-hmm. year. You will be successful, kind of things. Oh, okay. Um, Interesting. Yeah. What, what? 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 How? Like which year are you? I know that I'm a rabbit. Okay. <laughs> And I just found out I was a pig. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I'll have to look into what that is supposed to mean (laughs) about our future. Um, There's also 100 days left uh, or so, just about, Mm -hmm. before the Winter Olympics in South Korea. Um, And Yuna Kim is a figure skater who um, is very well known and trained with a Canadian coach in Vancouver. Um, I don't know. Mina's excited about Yuna Mm -hmm. Kim. Can you tell us a little bit about... Yuna and a little bit about, you know, is was there excitement about the Olympics when you were visiting? Yeah, when we went to Korea, there were lots of signs about Pyeongchang Olympic, and then I really love Yuna Kim. She's so beautiful, and she has the combination of technical elements, and also she is she's so great as well. I believe Yuna Kim is one of my favorite skaters and then she is incredible sk- skater and then role model for many others yeah mm-hmm. yeah have you s- 
seen any I have not no. video no I would I love you to should watch. Yeah. <laughs> and then she face. won yeah. the gold medal in Vancouver Olympic okay in okay 2010. so Canadians might have heard of her already right. <laughs> yeah because Canadian coach his name is Brian Ernest or sir I'm not sure you know but if you're interested in skating mm. you probably know then Yana Kim holds um, the world record in street program, short program, free skating. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. For seven years, it's just uh, overwritten by Russian skater. Mm. But she also had a nine gold medal, six silver, um, two bronze in, in many Olympics. So she's been holding it down for a while. Mm-hmm. That's now she's retired, so we don't see her anymore in yeah. the game. But she's training a lot of kids, and we are hoping more Yana Kim's coming up. More Yuna Kim's. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, so on that note, I will talk about our mission to wrap up our episode. Um, and our mission is try Korean food. <laughs> oh, Thank you. yay! <laughs> Sometimes we have missions where we're like, oh man, how are we going to do this? <laughs> but this one we can do. So uh, why don't you guys share your favorite restaurants in nearby area so that our listeners can check it out? Mina, do you have a favorite? Yeah, actually, there are a couple of Korean restaurants in Hamilton. She's pulling out her list now. (laughs) Toronto area. So, my favorite one is Korean House in Hamilton. And also, there is Ajio, Bulgogi, and Arirang. Mm -hmm. So... Hour of Minerva. Oh yeah, Owl of Owl. Minerva. Yeah, Owl of Minerva is a is a chain Maybe that I've seen. There, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I've been there. Um, there's also Miga in Mississauga that Mina introduced me to. Yes, and it's they have really amazing good. Korean barbecue there. Yes, yes. Um, so we will we will post some of these locations online, and we will make a date to go out and eat some food together. Mm. (laughs) That one's an easier one. (laughs) So uh, we also have an upcoming event on November 11th that uh, Mina introduced us to or reminded us of. It's called Pepero Day. What is Pepero Day? <laughs> uh, yeah, Pepero Day is kind of Valentine Day, another Valentine Day in South Korea, because Pepero looks like 11 11, so November 11th, that is yeah. Pepero Day. And Pepero are oh, yeah. kind of like if anyone's seen a Pocky mm. stick right. from Japan, uh-huh. they're like That's a. Really- little cracked stick with a chocolate. Cho- covered in chocolate or different flavors so on pepero day what we happens share pepero each other a <laughs> gift pepero yeah. and she brought in some pepero for us we, we were just munching on during the song break so thank you, <laughs> thank you. november 11th give your loved one pepero you can buy them at nations yes. downtown hamilton um and i want to just say thank you to you guys now i had the hour went by so fast uh, sorry, we're just <laughs> shifting the microphone around. Thank you so much to Taya and Mina for coming on our show and telling us about your wonderful experiences in South Korea. We, Taya, you've traveled all over the place. I know, Mina, you have as well. So I know we will be seeing and hearing more of you guys in the future. And thank you again for sharing your experiences with us. Yeah, thank you so much for inviting <laughs> us. Yeah. It was really, really great experience. Thank you for allowing us to share um, a little bit of our experience as well. It was great. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. So I am going to wrap up this show with one more song. It is called Twice. 
Yeah. By Likey, the band Likey? No, Singers Twice. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> the Singers Twice, the song is Likey. Likey. What is this song, Jen? Did you choose uh, this one? My wife chose it. Oh. Nice, Janet. This one's for Janet. Yeah, so if you're ever wondering what Korean girls sound like, so you can listen to these songs for ornaments. Mm-hmm. It's really sweet, cute, and fresh girls nice. singing. Nice. Yeah, we wanted to break up some of the K-pop songs with some with some female yeah. talent. So we will put on um, "Likey" by Twice and end this show for you guys. Hopefully see you, you next week. Yes. Yeah, see you next week. Have a great Sunday morning. Bye, everyone.